0: ACAST recommends podcasts we love. Changemakers is a new podcast series with me, Claire McKenna. Acast is home to the world's best podcasts, including the David McWilliams podcast, I'm Grandmam, and the one you're listening to, right now. Welcome everybody to the Blood and Mud rugby podcast, the rugby (laughs) podcast that was fucking made for a week without rugby. That's this is where we come into we our own.
1: This is our—I mean, this isn't our Everest. This is the opposite. This of is Everest. our
0: empire. This, this is our this empire. Is, yeah. I'm—I'm uh, Lee. I'm
1: Lee. Yeah. Hi. Over there is. I'm Josh. Just Hello, about, Josh. I like, with each passing day that I don't get to watch sport, I just feel like my my sense of self just withering.
0: Are you working from home now? Are you, are you at yeah. home? Have you been told to stay I, home?
1: Yeah, I've been told to stay at home at least until April. Which I will level with you, I've done a day now. I'm bored as fuck.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm not enjoying it. I'm well, guessing you're not because your well, job. I, wor- I
0: can't work. I can't work. Work from home really because I work in health and social care. So we're at the uh, bleeding edge of the response to this, I suppose. You know what I've learned this week in, as we plan for this catastrophic event and what we need to do? I've learned a hell of a lot mm-hmm. about uh, PPE. Do you know really? what PPE is, Josh?
1: Uh, is it personal protection something or another? Personal
0: protective equipment. There we go. So basically gloves and masks and that. Yeah. You would not believe that, that that's the thing that we have to uh, really get our heads around. How how yeah. how many people are going to need it? How they are going to use it? When they're going to use it? Where do they get it from? Important, yeah. There is a global pandemic. There is a national pandemic supply of PPE that we all have to try and access. Really, Christ. so honestly, Never. all the detailed phone calls are basically just saying, "When can we get the PPE and where from?" So, <laughs> and the giant honestly, warehouse it somewhere sounds, with a, guy with it's, a very dusty key. Yeah, basically. But uh, yeah, so I mean, it's all coming through and it's all fine. But that's, of all the things you expect to have to get in front of, that's not it. But yeah, that is the kind of really big hot topic right now.
1: Yeah, it's sort of, yeah. I, I, let's try and not talk about this. No, it's not. Thing.
0: But what the fuck are we going to do Jesus. now, Josh? What the fuck well, are we going to do? We the surveyed... We're going to
1: lean into what we do every week, which is to talk about nonsense, surely.
0: Now, you see, people who don't talk about nonsense.
1: Oh, they're struggling.
0: They're struggling, aren't they?
1: Have you been on a rugby website recently? Oh, Lord. (laughs) I mean, we're only in basically... We've had like a week without rugby so far. And only officially. You know, the last match was cancelled on fucking, you know, Friday. Yeah. And let me tell you, the sports websites of the UK are... And of the world, let's be honest, are running on fumes already.
0: Um, Well, of course, I I wrote to the Guardian's sport editor, James, on Friday Mm -hmm. and said, look, given this has been postponed tomorrow, um, I'm assuming you don't need me. He said, no, 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 that's right. But do you fancy doing the Premiership Rugby Cup live on Sunday? Because that's not been called off as yet. And I was like... Going for the fucking big clicks and big impressions with that one, <laughs> are we? But all right, yeah. <laughs> Even people who like rugby don't want to fucking watch that, James. I know, <laughs> but I
1: would have if it had gone on. If it had gone ahead, I'd have watched it. I watched yeah. the under twenties on Sunday. Did Friday you watch night. rugby
0: league this weekend? That's the big test. Oh, is rugby league still going on? Well, it was, yeah. Because I think rugby league just yeah. basically goes. Well, look, I'm not being funny, but we're basically a self-contained unit within about fifty square mile. <laughs> part of the country anyway so, so. we're
1: already on un- we're already under quarantine as a sport we're in a so. sort of like
0: working class sport pale of settlement basically
1: <laughs> <laughs> i mean the home page of ultimate rugby right now all right the, the seven top stories in their inverted commas carousel right
0: are
1: <laughs> english rugby goes on lockdown we all know yep. uh one hour ago watch Roman Poit denies a young Stuart Hogg a try on his test debut in 2012 <laughs> uh EPC our quarter finals postponed um two hours ago then you have Ireland's 2007 under 20 grand slammers where are they now <laughs> uh four hours ago you've got top point scorer in test rugby history per nation uh Then you've got uh, Super Rugby Stats, which is still sort of going on. And then a quiz. How well do you know the British and Irish Lions?
0: Oh, you see, that's going to be wall to wall, isn't it? This is day fucking one,
1: guys. (laughs) And this is the shit that you're... I mean, come on. You're going to have to go through six weeks of this. Maybe more.
0: I mean, we may touch on some retro stuff in this episode, Josh. But to be fair to us, that's something we do regularly. That's something that we do... uh... Like to dig out from time to time. So yeah, so honestly, what's it going to be like by next week?
1: I mean, we're going to have a lot more to talk about than they are because we'll just talk bollocks again. (laughs) (laughs) They don't have the luxury of the bollocks that we can talk for God knows how long. And that's why Um, you
0: lot are here, you lovely people. And if you want to get in touch with us and, you know, suggest some bollocks for us to talk. You know, yeah, all bets genuinely. are off now. We might be end up doing a phone-in by the week after next. <laughs> so don't, you know, don't worry about it.
1: <laughs> Lee's deep bath.
0: <laughs> yes. So, <laughs> or of course, you know, we could just do an entire kitchen uh, episode.
1: Kitchen episode, yeah, yeah.
0: I had the problem it. in work today because I'll, I'll bother the kitchen slightly now, but I grouted my floor yesterday because we finally yeah, yeah. got to the tiling grouting stage. Like, day. It's wood effect tiles, right? You saw. I, yeah. I posted a picture on Twitter from Saturday's live action, which was the herringbone <laughs> tiles, and then <laughs> lovely. I had to grout them, and it was in anthracite coloured grout, which is like a dark grey. Oh, dark grey. Yeah. So of course, yeah. my hands are covered in this. So then I spent yeah. a good forty five minutes scrubbing my hands. However, mm-hmm. I've still got a black in because I bite my nails, so the top of my nails ain't great. So I've still got all black in there, and I look like a coal miner, you know, when you get all that like ingrained <laughs> stuff in the hands. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I'm sat in work today with these like hands with like mot- mottled black on them, <laughs> and obviously you can see me when looking like, at it. I've gone to about four people going, "I've washed my hands. I've been grouty. Just honestly, I've never washed my hands more than that. Especially
1: now, of all the it's not bad a time enough to look, look, to look, look like, like you, you have, have anyway. dirty hands in the health, in any kind of <laughs> health facing role. Yeah. Surely, yeah. So they're uh. probably going to
0: make me wear gloves. I reckon I should have yep. gone in like white magician's gloves, start doing a fucking mime act or something, pretend I'm trying to keep the spirits up. But uh,
1: Or just like leather driving gloves. Just look like see, of all of those, those just seem back
0: Men in leather driving gloves just scream pervert to me. Yeah. I know it's pervert unfair, part- but it just looks... Pervert per- or partridge. Yes. <laughs> That's the <Pervert>. option. <laughs> That's shit good, <laughs> pervert or partridge. That's next week. We'll be asking for yes. your pervert or partridge submissions next week. Anyway. So, if you want to get in touch with us and suggest your own bollocks, because obviously that was an example of what we'll do if you don't. Uh, yeah. I am Lee. Sit without a warning. Lee at bloodandmud.com or at bloodandmud on Twitter. And what about you, Josh? Uh,
1: at Josh Gardner. Uh, and I did a post last week, so I suppose Rugby Shirt Watch is back did in you? the game. Yeah. Hey,
0: there'll be a lot of people wanting to talk about shirts. That'll fill a bit, won't it? Even on the big sites, they'll want to do like the best shirts or new no. shirts or something.
1: No. The problem is, if nobody's playing, then nobody's using new shirts. It's just a mess, mate. Yeah, they normally stay well away from it, don't they? All the bets are off. Tell you still playing, or they will still be playing, according to Ultimate Rugby's website. Uh, the Japan Top League is due to get back on it, like, a couple of weeks' time. Well, we Shinzo's all Shinzo's well come out and J- he
0: said, the fucking Olympics are going ahead. Yeah, but what about, no, 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 no. no? It'll all be, <laughs> fine. No, it'll be fine. You sh... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You sh- <laughs>
1: Yes.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely, yeah. So anyway. That's still gone, Ed. Yeah, so you can get in touch us that way. We're on ACAS and all that kind of stuff. We're also on Patreon, patreon.com slash blood and mud. Mm-hmm. Thank you everybody who contributes to there. We did have yeah. The VIP lounge is obviously a perfect place to be quarantined, let's be absolutely. honest. Lots of friendly people. We'll make sure yeah. we give it a good wipe down if you're gonna come in.
1: Kind of a matter of course for us really isn't it you yeah. got to make sure that place is I mean, wiped right, down
0: to be honest there's, there's going to be so many fucking E's in there for us to take with it being a 90s lounge that we won't give a shit about this <laughs> virus anyway um so
1: ease and hooch everywhere and somebody,
0: <laughs> you add me at ease and hooch i'm in but it's um i'd like to thank kieran hayes who's edited his pledge from two to five dollars to join the <laughs> vip lounge I don't know why he's chosen to do this now, in the midst of their being. Maybe he's thinking this is this is when they deserve this is their an this is their because this is <laughs> this is going to be a thankless task for the next few weeks. Yeah, thank you for that, Kieran. So I suppose do you want do we want to do a player spotted? I've got a couple yeah, of players, sp- a couple yeah. of players spotted this week because That's
1: the closest anyone's getting to live rugby at the it's moment. True. So yeah,
0: couple of players spotted on a similar theme. And let's be honest, we've got fucking time to kill. So let's throw two in. <laughs> Callum Forsyth gets in touch. You assume he's a Scottish person. You have to say that because uh-huh. it's a good name to say in a Scottish accent or attempt to, isn't it? Try and say Callum Forsyth say, yeah. in a Scottish accent, Josh.
1: Uh, Callum Forsyth.
0: See, it just works, doesn't it? Yeah. Even if you can't do a Scottish accent, like neither me yeah, or you both, can. Both, both, like uh, yeah, Yeah, So Callum Forsyth has been in touch. And he says, I've got a bit of an odd one for you. I was in Glasgow Royal Concert Hall on the Sunday after the first weekend of the Six Nations for the last night of the Celtic Connections Festival. Now, I don't know what yes, that is. The Radio 2 fodder that, isn't it? Celtic Connect. sounds <laughs> like it is. He says, um, we've been in to see the Transatlantic Sessions concert and we're in the, bar, in the bar for the interval. While talking to my friend, I noticed an enormous figure walking past. It was former Glasgow Warriors captain and Scotland's second row, Al Kellogg. Mm. Evidently, he's into trad music, as I also recognise a man he was talking to as the manager of a local folk club. Thankfully, we hadn't been to his restaurant to watch the Scotland game this weekend, which is when the weekend he it in, as that would have meant him hearing every expletive I shouted at his business partner, Stuart Hogg. <laughs> Fair dues. So Al Kellogg Fair likes one. folk music. I'm sure we've had Al Kellogg before in some kind of scenario. i tell you what, scenario.
1: Al Kellogg, as a, a trad folk fan, I can absolutely say, see that all the livelong day. He's got that vibe, doesn't he?
0: I can see him standing there playing the auto harp and it looking like a tiny sort of notepad in his hand. <laughs> you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, he just has the look of a man that absolutely only really feels comfortable in a kilt, a kilt. And he sort of feels slightly put upon that most of the time he's got to wear trousers.
0: And he over-eggs that at like events when it's not needed, like an informal folk gathering, and he turns up in full regalia. Oh, yeah, he's
1: he's a hundred percent a any excuse for a kilt kind of bloke. I
0: know you'll say a word to him because he's massive.
1: Absolutely not, and seems like a thoroughly nice bloke as well. Let's be honest i always he liked does. I always liked Dark He seemed like a nice guy.
0: Incredibly deep voice, unbelievably
1: deep voice. Sort of sounds like a sort of an old giant, <laughs> just like an ent or something.
0: Yeah, sings like a a terrible bass baritone lament about the Highland clearances or something. Um, Anyway, linked to that, Con OC gets in touch on the Patreon messaging, as it goes. Mm -hmm. And he says, it was summertime in Ireland. It was 2014. I just come back home from a month away. This is wistful fucking hell. I just come back home from a month away. Hang on, Hang on, I need to get the full vibe going.
1: I don't know where you're going
0: in. Oh, yeah. You would know if I could find it. There it is. There it is. It was summertime in Ireland. It was 2014. I'd just come back home from a month away where I decided not to shave. I had a classic teenage beard that was not nearly full enough and looked fucking terrible. Kanye West was performing at a big outdoor venue This is coming at us fast That's, take, that's,
1: take, that's taken a fucking left turn
0: It's coming at us fast Kanye West yeah. was performing at a big outdoor venue As we walked from the entrance towards the stage Who was there but Jamie Heaslip
1: That doesn't shock
0: me He stood head and shoulders above the general crowd He was wearing sunglasses Which we had, which made sense as it was sunny that day He may or may <laughs> not... He may or may not Have had a drink in his hand he may or may not have had a smile on his face. I don't remember. I didn't go up to him, and I didn't see anyone else go up to him either. Nothing else happened, says perfect. Con O.C. Absolutely perfect. This is perfect, isn't it?
1: Where was the, where was this this concert in Ireland again?
0: Um, A big outdoor venue. He's been so mundane, okay. he won't even tell us where it is.
1: Yeah, because Kanye West of Ireland would be quite
0: interesting. <laughs> oh, very good. <laughs> very good. <laughs> Yeah, this is oh, this is where we're at, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Anyway, so
1: um <laughs> uh, So Jamie He's the Kanye West
0: done. um gig. Yeah, I would
1: imagine that's Kanye when he was still acceptable as well. So yeah you know. Before he went Trump. Yeah. I'm just twenty fourteen. Like it would've been twenty
0: fourteen, wouldn't it?
1: Yeah. Good, Kanye.
0: So there you go, rugby players at gigs of a different flavour, I think it's fairly yeah, safe to say. Into it, Both yeah. forwards, though. Were they wearing shorts? Thematic.
1: Almost, certainly. I mean, he, if he slip was wearing sunglasses without shorts, you know.
0: Yeah, what's he playing at? Exactly. He probably had some kind of, I bet his shorts were velour or something. He wears some terrible clothes, <laughs> that man. He, does.
1: he really does.
0: Shall anyway. we, for the sake of just having a laugh about it, talk about some news?
1: Yeah, it's because not Because there a lot is some there, residue is of news lurking about. <laughs> shall I shall I tell you, uh the the main news story on Rugby Pass today is uh Johnny May provides surgery update, which I'm not gonna read that. I just I just <laughs> like the metre of it.
0: Unless Johnny May's doing surgery. That'd be horrific. <laughs> exactly. Really.
1: He's bored and he's just gone, well, oh, I'll have a bash at this then. He's gotta do everything else in this England backline, so he might as well just
0: Oh, know, try his hand at surgery as well. um
1: uh Dan Lydiate signed a new ospreys contract the two euro which yeah he's he's played very well he's the on job, that, as long as long, he's he's been a a very good servant for the Ospreys these last few years um and this season in particular has been there, which is a lot more than you can say for a lot of the ospreys senior players,
0: also you know no international absences, no more or any of that so.
1: Indeed. And he's still absolutely fucking massive. So, you know. You go. He just gets in the way.
0: Sam Hill has signed for sale from Exeter. Yes. Good signing that. Good player, really Sam fine. Hill. Yeah. And yeah, again, yeah. not much international absence. Also, as well as this goes for any who person's being signed now, they'll be nice and fresh come next season, won't they? <sighs> as will everybody else. Yeah, yeah. Um Am I keeping you up, Josh? Sorry about that. Yeah, <laughs> sorry. I
1: just did a massive yawn. I don't I, I, I usually manage to sort of cover he's my st-
0: He's starting to the
1: microphone. When we you're
0: repeatedly but... doing this, I'll be honest with We tend to mute it or stand <laughs> back away from the mute microphone. It, but
1: I just totally forgot myself. There. Um, yeah, uh, Jackson. We said Ray that generally said...
0: speaking, though, before we move on to that, yeah. in a World Cup year for the top pro players, you know, this rest might do a bit of good.
1: Well, it might mean that they're not quite as sort of na- like. We usually by about this point in the season is when players that have effectively been playing non-stop for the best part of fifteen, sixteen months usually break. Um, so if we can avoid that sort of horrible fatigue and mm. stress-related uh, injuries for players by giving them a few weeks off, it's probably a good thing.
0: Just don't go to Johnny May to have any surgery done. That's no, the, that's no, the that's don't a plea do that. that goes out from this podcast. Scottish Rugby has opened up a £500,000 hardship hardship fund, or as I like to yes. call that fund, one-third of Mark Dodson's salary.
1: <laughs> I mean, it is good that they're doing that sort of thing and unions should all follow suit because it is going to be the, the grassroots. Clubs they have to fill they... a
0: form in. Why do you think you deserve part deserve. of a third of Mark Dodson's
1: <laughs> salary? um Yeah, in all seriousness the the uh,
0: thing about the championship funding going down and all that kind of stuff I mean it's de facto going to arrive anyway because where are you going to get I mean I know there's not a massive amount coming through the gate with some lower level clubs but it it is what keeps them afloat isn't it it's 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 honestly just
1: so like worrying for like because name uh, rugby you know not so much you, you know unions as well to be honest but like Name a rugby team that isn't operating at a loss at the moment. You know,
0: That's why Rugby extra. League's keep it on going. Yeah. We'll keep going. If yeah. We've got to bring in, we'll bloody isolate the old people by making them play.
1: <laughs> play we'll, we'll play in Zorbs. We'll be boys in bubbles <laughs> playing yeah. rugby. Yeah. And like, I suggested it on Twitter earlier, but I'll say it again now to a probably slightly wider audience. But like, I think if you're like me and you're being made to work from home for the next month, and so you're probably saving a little bit of cash on how much it costs you to commute however you commute why not consider spending a bit of that cash on your favorite rugby team's team store unless they're minted unless they're like bristol or bath yeah, or don't one of the do french that.
0: Find your local rugby club or something.
1: Yeah, find your, you know, you know. If you, well, to be honest with you, if you, if you're a fan of a Welsh region, they definitely need it. If you're a fan of a Scottish club, they probably need it, and most Premiership clubs could probably do with a bit of cash as well. And just, you know, thirty quid to, you know, buy a discounted fucking jersey for this season or whatever, isn't gonna keep the wolf from the door, but. It might help offset the loss of match day revenue that looks like it's going to stretch on. It might be able to get
0: you to get give you a padlock to hold the door strong more strongly from the wolf for a little while. Yes, indeed. Oh, <laughs> you yeah, that's my another, dog barking hand because somebody's just arrived. It. I do apologise, everybody. <laughs> um, um... It's very apt
1: though because you mentioned the wolf from the door, yeah. and then there was a. I mean, exactly. your dog is not your dog is not a wolf by any stretch of no, the imagination. My dog but... is a
0: disgrace when it comes to being brave. <laughs> I love him to pieces, but... <laughs> did I tell you the story about when he ran, ran away from two lambs? I mean, I, mean, I don't think you need to
1: tell that story. I think you've told the entire story in one... <laughs> Isn't your dog one of those ones
0: that was designed to herd sheep? He's half Corgi, half Welsh Corgi, half Welsh sheepdog. So really, genetically, he <laughs> should be fucking nails when he comes oh, to All over that shit. So you know. then walking from my house, you've got to go over the main road, over some train lines, and onto the salt marsh... By Mm -hmm. the River Dee estuary. Lambing season. He looks a bit nervous when these lambs are gambling about. Two of them start walking towards him, and I think, oh shit, he might go for them. No, he turns and legs it. Mm -hmm. I'm shouting, stop, stop, stop. He keeps going. He ran all the way home, across the railway line and across the main road. I came back and found him sat on the front doorstep. I said, you are a fucking disgrace. (laughs) I mean, he didn't even have the business to look sorry. He did look sorry.
1: I don't wish to pour scorn on the lad but yeah that is it's not a strong showing. That's where breeding a... gets you. Yeah. I, mean, he should, he, <laughs> I literally
0: bought him from a farm in like proper North Wales, deep North Wales, like south of Rhithwyn. You know what I mean? Gen-
1: yeah, genetically when it comes to sheep, he should be harder than a coffin nail. Let's be honest.
0: Corgis were you... fucking bred to herd cattle. Sheep yeah. should be a sheep should be a walking apart. Never mind. Let's be honest. <laughs> fucking Baby plants. fucking sheep. Yeah. Anyway, what were we talking about before I talked about the dog uh, The barking?
1: news, I think. Um, Ulster signed Ian Madigan. Nah. Yeah, good. He, hands um, up
0: if you completely forgot he was still at Bristol.
1: <laughs> I didn't because I saw him warming up when I went to Washington <laughs> last weekend.
0: And I went, oh, look, it's Ian Madigan. I forgot about him. Oh, that was what I was going to say. Speaking of supporting your local rugby club, I uh, support Lee. I don't get to see Lee as much as I'd like to. So I'm in their lottery. Mm-hmm. I yes. pay £10 a month to be in their lottery. And you, maximum prize of £1,000 a month. And when you win, I've won twice in two years. Once a fiver, once 50 quid. And when you're in, they write to you and literally send you a handwritten cheque stapled to the letter to say, oh, congratulations, glorious. you've won. See, and that's what you get through getting round and sorting out. Well, are not really grassroots rugby. I suppose it is on some level. But, uh, yeah, I think grassroots is one thing,
1: but like there is... You know, professional sports is gonna, you know, that not fucking Premier League football is gonna need a few quid as well, and it's yes. that if you can, you know, I, I did it this morning. I bought a fucking Ospreys hoodie that I didn't need um, to go with all the other Ospreys things that I don't need because I was like, yeah, you know, whatever. Thirty quid is bet, you know, is a match ticket that they know, weren't getting this weekend.
0: Do you know where Lee's Club Store is? Where is it's it? It's a stall in Lee Market. God, that's good. Isn't that brilliant? <laughs>
1: that's actually the best thing I've ever heard. That's and also, fantastic.
0: As a finishing off on that story, when I, I won 50 quid, so I thought the five I didn't bother cashing. But I, I won 50 quid, and I went into the bank. You probably know this, but I went to the bank, and I said, I need to pay this check-in. They said, you know, you can pay this in on your phone. I said, what the fuck are you talking about? How can you pay a check-in on your phone? <laughs> Don't when you know? I, I, I wasn't that. born yesterday. And they he yeah. said, "No, no." If you open up your app, you take a photo of the check, and that's all they need. I was like, "I don't fucking I, well." <laughs> this is even more impressive than Bluetooth in my mind. Incredible stuff.
1: You know what? I got. I I I knew that that was the, a thing you could do, but I forgot it was a thing I could do. <laughs> well, how often I did you get given, a check? I got. I got given a check for twenty quid for Christmas from a relative that's just in my wallet. And I haven't catched it.
0: <laughs> Open up your banking app it. and take a photo of it. Exactly. And pay it in. <laughs> She's probably cancelled
1: it by now. You know what old people are like. <laughs>
0: or has it gone past its cash by date?
1: It almost certainly has. Oh, gone well. past
0: its use by date. Well, that cod number I had in my wallet when I was nineteen. <laughs> but uh, the uh... <laughs> right anyway. Sorry. Where... Yeah. So give you give Used. some money to people. Um, We've done some signings. Yes. What else was there?
1: Yeah. Uh, oh, um, the Maru Itoji
0: thing is quite funny. Um, oh yeah that he can't go and sign because <laughs> he, he wants well he wants to sign for racing, doesn't he for a he seven wants to spend figure he year sum.
1: on for a seven figure oh, sum f- and the RFU wants to give him special dispensation to continue playing for England while that happens and what and was the, the PRL the response
0: to it John <laughs> get a fucked pal basically <laughs> an absolute shithouse trick by everyone concerned <laughs> We're not, so like say, if say, he's well, going
1: to come, cool. come on loan he's going to come on loan to one of
0: us yeah Plenty of clubs you can sign for here. Yeah,
1: yep. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Which, to be fair,
1: is not an unfair statement. Yeah, we, yeah, yeah, we are not here to facilitate
0: Mara vast earning potential yeah. for a year. If he wants to go and do it, do it, but you don't get to play for England. So, Yeah, I mean, it's funny, mind. Yeah. Uh, I... <laughs> Did you see the picture that Marawitoji put on Twitter at the weekend? I didn't. Something, it said oh. something like, the blackest berries have the... Sweetest juice or something. Hello. His words, not mine. And it was a photo of him. <laughs> fucking better me. Be. Yeah, exactly. Um he, it was a photo of him with I'm assuming his family in I, I again I'm making assumptions, I'm sorry if I'm wrong, but basically a traditional Nigerian dress. Is oh what, yes, that's what photo. That's what, that photo. Yeah, what yeah, I'm yeah. guessing.
1: They're, they're looking fucking sharp there, fair play.
0: Check out the fucking shoe game though. The shoe um, game is rough. Beautiful
1: shoe game. I mean, Jesus. It's
0: a lot of loafer and a lot of. A I mean, Barrow's got there. a kind of nineteen nineties black leather loafer with with yeah with, with metal the, the buckle across the metal middle. Buckle. I'm sure that like yeah. I got married in a pair yeah. of shoes like that. I got married in a pair of shoes <laughs> like that.
1: I was going to say I wore a pair of shoes like that to Liquid in about nineteen ninety nine and
0: got it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, mate. You're not coming in. you mate can come in because they're quality <laughs> shoes. Yeah
1: yeah the shoe game is not good no it's not however fun.
0: the rest not, of it i mean they love it they're wearing it proudly as they should absolutely
1: oh so. uh, yeah maybe it's just that, i mean i am an unfashionable man i'm not going to deny it but uh maybe those kind of loafers are back in who's to say
0: well they they're probably in a better position to say than me despite all my <laughs> opinions about it Absolutely, they are uh, right then, so finally, news, Gareth Davis is the world's shittest fortune teller, or deducer of anything that's about to happen in the future. Quote, unquote, yeah. I don't think we could have done it any better, he says, of cancelling
1: <laughs> Wales Scotland. We could have cancelled it a fucking week ago, mate.
0: When, yeah, the wind was blowing a certain way, isn't it? Everybody cancelled everything by Wednesday.
1: Yeah, and basically, they they the thing that fucking baffled me about this, right, is that 11 o'clock, they were determined it was still going on.
0: I know, yeah, I even tweeted it to so well, I've had an email, it's definitely happening, yeah.
1: Yeah, and I was fucking incandescent.
0: So I was just like, what the
1: fuck are you doing? <laughs> you still fucking get, like, how are you still trying to play this fucking game? And partly I was quite annoyed because I was going to miss it because I was out. And I was just thinking, fuck, I'm going to miss the last game of rugby that I'm going to watch for about six months. But yeah, then two hours later, the situation changed. Fucking...
0: Yeah. Because of new information. This is new information, this virus thing. (laughs) I've only just received a memo in triplicate. (laughs) My PA typed up.
1: Yeah, Yeah, it's not good, is it?
0: Acast recommends podcasts we love. Changemakers is a new podcast series with me, Claire McKenna. Acast is home to the world's best podcasts, including the David McWilliams podcast, I'm Grandmam, and the one you're listening to, right now. So have you got it's a, it's any more news, any more chat? The shit. What happened there? I pressed the wrong button. Oh, you know, that was a blast from the past. I know, I've not. I've, I've got the, uh, the, the soundboard out again. There's all kinds of weird stuff on here. There's obviously, really? you know, there's obviously... <laughs> I guess i alright. I guess alright. But it's one of you, I don't know what this is. You know you can't remember what you've done? There's there's a button here called Missing You. Shall I press yeah. it? Let's fucking do it, mate. Let me turn it down a bit, because that was too loud. Oh, it's not working. Whatever it was linked uh, to doesn't work anymore.
1: That's a shame. You're missing, missing you, ironically. Good.
0: From an Irish, any Irish sisters will remember this. Right, This is from the football pod I do. This is one of the greatest commentary. I expl- uh, this is a goalkeeper making a mistake if you're in the 1994 World Cup, right? And listen to Barry Davis. Good play by Vimeo. Goes for the shot this time. Oh, Pat Bonner. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's Oh, lovely. Pat Bonner. Yeah.
1: I think we know what this episode's called now.
0: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> oh, anyway, where well, were we? O. Right, then
1: F- so F- what we're right, we gonna yeah. do
0: now, what are we gonna talk about now, so we said we'd do a bit of retro, didn't we? Yeah. So we're gonna do a special edition of oh! Oh! Welcome to you. Every time rit- I love it. the return Every of You I Dirty I Get, everybody, because we're going to do a special retro You Dirty Get um, discussing a famous France versus England game, which yes. is probably not as famous as maybe the one that people always jump to because we're going to talk France versus England at the Parc de France in
1: 1992. Yes. Six so Nations. It's not, the, it's not the 91 World Cup one, which is the famous one, but it is perhaps the more... It's like, was it, was it the, it's the first Six Nations match to ever feature two red cards.
0: There you go. What which else do you need abs- to know? But uh, Yeah. So anyway, yeah, you mentioned the '91 World Cup there. Now, we've done the 1991 World Cup retrospective for you lovely patrons, and it's back there, should you want to listen to it, which covers this game in more detail than France won. However, England. the build-up to this, really, is that England had lost to France for fucking ages, most of the ages. Yeah. England lost to everybody for fucking ages, let's be honest. <laughs> they were quite shit in the 80s, yeah. yeah. Apart from the little, the brief oasis of Bill Beaumont, it was all terrible. Yeah. Um, England lost to France for ages. England then started to beat France in the nineties. Rugby World Cup nineteen ninety one, England beat France in the semi final. Nigel, Nigel Heslop basically flew into Serge Blanco and nearly took his head off.
1: He fucking did when as well. I watched. Ball. I watched that back earlier, and Jesus yeah, Christ! So
0: Blanco catches a big kick, and then Heslop yeah. fucking. He's like a cruise missile into him, basically. Blanco calls the mark, by the way. Yes. (laughs) Then he
1: absolutely gets leathered. Yeah,
0: he calls the mark, and then he takes two steps back, ties his shorts in a knot, and (laughs) ties the the, the string on his shorts, then Heslob comes in like a missile and kills him. To which Blanco responds with twatting him.
1: An absolutely fucking sensational uppercut as well. Like...
0: With the help of everyone's favourite... the rights
1: and wrongs of it, it's a wonderfully It's a
0: wonderful punch, punch, it must be said, yeah. yeah. With the help of the, the ever-cuddly Eric Schomp got himself involved. He did, didn't he? Uh, said, yeah. said Serge Blanco of that match, mm-hmm. the ref that day turned a blind eye to English foul play. He was incoherent. I was trampled, kicked, and had my head walked on. So I punched the winger. No, I didn't lose my cool. On the contrary, I was perfectly aware of what I was doing. There are times when the referee refuses to be honest and you have to take justice into your own hands, said Serge Blanco. No, I didn't I mean to. Whole- I just decided to twat the bastard. Yeah.
1: <laughs> this really is a reminder, and this whole, this game, everything around this game is a reminder that rugby today is a very, very different place <laughs> than it was in 1992. <laughs> like, obviously, it's- this game and that game, you know, were legendarily bad-tempered, but Jesus Christ, like... If half of this stuff had gone on in the modern day, the game would have been abandoned after about 20 minutes.
0: six players left on either side, yeah, basically. 100%. It also echoes a lot with the Marler thing, doesn't it? Because actually, what Blanco says there is effectively what Ronald Wynn jones was saying last week. I could have yeah. taken a decision to twat him there, but yeah. obviously you can't do that anymore, so I expect yeah. you to deal with it, which you didn't. <laughs> well, the-
1: the best thing about this, and I managed to find like some extended highlights of this game on, yes. uh, which which the nineteen ninety
0: one game a ninety two game,
1: yeah, a ninety two game, yeah, but which criminally don't have the best bit slash worst bit. It was cut out of it. No, it
0: was, yeah. Which will come on to be
1: see. incensed, but when you're watching it back, the BBC commentator, I can't remember who it is. No, I just very, Smith. Yes, it is somebody very posh. um, talking about uh, Stephen Hilditch, who's the referee, who obviously ran the line in that quarterfinal. Oh, when yeah, Blanket he did, not he? Yeah. Got punchy. Um, and he said, and the commentator's like, uh, let's hope he doesn't have to take too stern a line today, which <laughs> I mean... I wrote, I wrote that
0: down as well. It's <laughs> fucking great. The he could have said. Yeah.
1: But, but he, yeah, said, this, he said, oh, let's hope he
0: doesn't take too stern a line, but he may have to. Too... <laughs> yeah.
1: Because basically, this game was like being predicted to be a fucking street fight from yeah. before we, where, we move yeah. on
0: to this game, final just to just to yes, um, yeah, just to talk about the 1991 game. Finally, the French backs coach Jean Trio, after that 1991, after that 1991 <laughs> tried to game, to fill the ref in didn't he? No, and also said, in a th- in, in a probably an early example of a thermonuclear take, <laughs> said that that game heralded the death of romanticism. Brilliant. <laughs> I mean, that's wonderful. That's so French, isn't it? <laughs> no, mate, it was just a bit of a fucking no. nasty game. Don't worry about it. It's fine. <laughs> you could see him like with his, his head on his... Oh, with his head on his... Uh... Wonderful. Yeah. So anyway, so really what we're saying is it had been brewing. Yeah. As we came and, into this time. But don't forget the England World Cup was basically... only a few months before this game. The World Cup was in the autumn in 91 and then the next time we saw each other was in this game in 92.
1: And England sensing, perhaps, that they were in the French heads a little bit. <laughs> it's basically spent the entire <laughs> lead-up to this game stoking shit. So yeah. Will, Will Carlin says before the game, I don't think it'll be a war. <laughs> if you want to win, you just can't afford to let your discipline slip, which, to be fair, was extremely prescient. Uh, Philippe Sella saying, this is a more disciplined team than played in the World Cup, however...
0: Not, mm. not so much. <laughs> Brian Moore always said that when you've got a part to prance, you can always expect it's a, it's a place where you're going to get violence or something.
1: Yes, he uh, in the, he was properly on the wind-up in the press before in the lead-up to this game, and he's saying it was going to be like a boxing match. And, and Eddie Butler, in wonderfully Eddie, Eddie Butler form, said, uh, lawyers and shop stewards know a thing or two about halting processes of reform. And by... Br- <laughs> And by predicting violence, more brilliantly tilted the delicate balance in the French camp away from Berbezier. The moment Seller pinned the Moore article to the changing room door, Moscato was beyond restraint.
0: Moscato was the wing, is... was was the uh, was the hooker. I'll, t- I'll go to the lineups in a minute, but yes, I mean I, he's a great man, Philippe Seller, a fucking great player, right? Berbezier Be- Be- taken over and tried to stop him being psychos. Yeah, and basically, my dog's going mad again. <laughs> So he wants to stop them being psychos, so he decided to do that by. I'm going to pause this for a minute. Now my dog's stopped barking. Now we'll carry on. So yes, Babizier had taken over as the coach. and He wanted to obviously stop them being psychopaths. Mm. So he basically big tried ask, to say to be fair. big ask. So and Sellers on board with this. So then he's both it's going to be a boxing match. So what's what does Seller do in response to this?
1: <laughs> he pins that article to the changing room door.
0: To fucking basically make the entire team be full of piss and vinegar before they go out to play this game. It's unbelievable, really. Yeah, and then so Moscato
1: had that quote uh, before the game, which is wonderful, which was, we have been accused of violence. It is not violence. It is hardness. Which... I mean, that in a nutshell is an attitude that has led us to where we are today, where you have old pros defending the most unacceptable shit because that maxim is somehow that violence is acceptable between the white lines. Um, And that's why I think it's still such an ingrained thing from the amateur era. But, uh, yeah, it didn't go that well for him on the day, which we will come to.
0: Which we will come to. So let's talk about the lineups, shall we? Yes, yes. Uh, just to remind everybody, the England one is a fairly is is a fairly classic one of the time.
1: Bloody good team, this. Yeah, fullback really John Webb,
0: winger Simon Halliday, Will Carling, and Jeremy Guskett in the centres. Rory Underwood on the other wing, Rob Andrew at outside half, although he didn't last long. Um, Did Dewey hit. Morris is at scrum half. Jason Leonard, Brian Moore, Jeff Probin, Martin what? Bayfield, and Wade Dooley in the second row, and then the classic back row of Mickey Skinner, Peter Winterbottom and Dean Richards on the bench you was... Forget
1: Bay. You forget Bayfield is as old as he is, you know?
0: And the thing is, I've met Bayfield, right, and he's a very nice man, genuinely mm. nice man, ex-copper, big fella, but not... um He's, like, incredibly tall, but not hugely... Like, Delalio displaces a lot of volume. <laughs> yes, he Don't fucking know what does. you when you meet him? Yeah, yeah. Whereas, Whereas... Bayfield does it, but then the you forget
1: the amateur era in terms yeah. of his conditioning.
0: So when you look at him, you forget I forget that you are quite obviously a double, triple, super hard bastard. Absolutely. Because you is. played fucking second rough for England in an Alliance in the, in yeah. the early nineties. Because yeah. he's this lovely charming guy, you forget that if you decided to get a bit pissed off, you could probably just pull my limbs out. So
1: <laughs> anyway, yes.
0: Yeah, anyway. So on the bench was David Pears. Nigel Heslop, Richard Hill, John Olver, Martin Hines, and Tim Rodber. Very must have been a very young Tim Rodber. Um, the French team was the very evocative names. These um, fullback Jean Baptiste Lafond, La Philippe. If you watch the extended highlights, and I recommend that you do. Right, there's a moment when Jean Baptiste Lafond joins the line and does the most beautifully subtle sidestep I have ever... No, when you're talking about... I was watching about... it, I literally went, I oh, feet. made a noise. Feet. Yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you should watch it, everybody. You can find it on YouTube. Just look out for that defeat. That, it's amazing. So Jean-Baptiste Lafon, winger Philippe Sant'Andre, Philippe Salat and Frank Mesnel in the middle, surpassing VR on one wing, Alan Penno, and Fabien Bad. Galtier, half back. Damien. Yes, uh, Gregoire Lascoube, prop. Remember fin- the name. Remember the name, <laughs> Vincent Moscato as Hooker, Philippe Gimbert as the other one, the wife murdering all an all round absolute scumbag, Mark Sessignon, Oh yeah,
1: number
0: four. Normally a bat. Normally a number eight, Sessignon. but um, hmm. Christoph as a number five. Jean-Francois Todo at six, Laurent Caban at seven, and Andris van Heerden at eight. And then on the bench was Jean-Luc Sadoni, Olivier Rouma, Pierre Montlaur, Aubin Hubert, Jean-Marie Cadier and Philippe Gallard. don't remember all of them. remember Roumar and Sadorni, obviously, great player.
1: Quite a few of these. This was the era where it was like, unless you were injured, you didn't get the substitute, didn't you? So like yeah. only one of the England players came on and a few of the French players came on. For yeah, because
0: Rob Andrew got injured quite a bloodied mouth. Early doors, yes. didn't he? And then uh, David Pears came on, who I only vaguely remembered. Nice player, though. Mm. Some lovely handoffs. Again, when you watch games now, these games, regardless "you dirty get" bit of it, man alive, the amount of time they've got with the ball. Rugby
1: is a very fucking different game. Like when there's the the, the John Webb sort of arching break for the try, and yeah. it's like how the fuck has he got that much time and space to just sort of arc? Like, you know, he's a quick man, but Jesus Christ, he's got about seven years to arc around the outside of the... the
0: and idiots it's just, say it's because somehow people back then knew how to run lines better or something. It's like, yeah. no, it's because they had about, in a pro rugby equivalency, about half an hour to choose which line to run into. Yeah. Anyway. So there uh, are the lineups. So there you go. That, that's so off. So off it starts. Um, England are fairly on top, really. What's interesting is there's, there's one point the scrum pops up early doors mm. and no one cares. The yeah, ref just stands right. looking at it with the two front rows basically popped up. <laughs> no whistle blowing.
1: That was the other thing, where people talk about sort of why, you know, why the ref rugby is so sort of hard to referee these days. And it's like, well, the reality is that in the 1990s and before, referees just didn't bother. <laughs> The vast majority Nobody's of things that went on. The ball's on, coming out. What's like wrong the with The number you? of absolutely blatant coming in at the sides that you see at rucks and just players just flying in from everywhere and refs just like, yeah, we we'll crack on, lads.
0: No, in the middle of this first scrum that pops up, you can audibly hear Brian Moore screaming and shouting as he's quite clearly having his eyes fiddled with yes, as he stood yes. up. Yeah. <laughs> but what's even funnier is that everyone just blithely ignores him. Yeah. The touch judges are not interested. The refs are not interested. Stephen Ilditch, nobody's interested.
1: It's, it's it really is like watching a different sport in a lot of ways. The fundamentals are the same, but everything else is so fucking different. And we, the, I always find this. Whenever we watch rugby from before professionalism, it's such a different game, man.
0: The, um, this is the game that Brian Moore described as being the only game he did not want to be in a position where he left himself vulnerable. <laughs> yes whatever that means. So but yeah, it's, um, <laughs> so up to half time, it's getting a little. It's a bit tasty. It's you know, it's it's a bit, and England are kind of on top. And then basically, there's an amazingly funny bit when France properly, for all the France's craft, they properly keystone cops a scissor move and run run full power That's amazing. Into, yeah. each, into other. each other. <laughs> and the ball pops up, which is very, very, very funny. Um, early on then, I think it's in the second half early on, Olivier Roumar, who's come on, knocks Wade duly unconscious.
1: Greatest. And again, I'm not condoning it. No. But this is the greatest line in the history of of rugby union, which I'll let you say it because okay. you're more northern than I am.
0: So obviously Wade Dooly, he gets knocked out. So obviously he doesn't go off for for any reason. Oh, like, God, no. None of that happens. Um and he says to Stephen Ilditch, ref, when he comes round, ref, do not send that fucker off. <laughs>
1: it's I mean Yeah. Yeah. Brilliant.
0: Or oh, no, we're not condoning it, but yeah, that's fucking brilliant. So it's it's
1: in it's in the in the sort of rose tinted of the like view of the past. It's fun. Because but then in, the no, in the properly
0: responsible view of the past, Dooley should have gone off because he was out cold, and he should, and having sent that to the ref, he should have probably been sent off. So. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Can I just say, I love that uh, the ref. I, lo- I miss refs wearing the colours of their home union instead of some generic kit. Oh yeah, kit. wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, Hilditch no is wearing sight, the green of Ireland.
0: Derek Bevan in full Wales kit doing a Derek Bevan power squat trying to try and see what's happening <laughs> at the bottom of a rock.
1: I was going to say, for me, there's nothing better than, you know, watching Clive Norling barely squeezing himself into a, a, a red jersey that's two sizes too small for him and white shorts are about seven sizes too small for him, just so you can see his package. Man,
0: that's Microsoft's what rugby done. is. So it's all getting very ill-tempered in the second half. England are, are kind of run, are running away with it, really. To be honest, England yeah, did a the, perfect England. The reality job on is, it.
1: this is a, a comprehensive and professional English performance. And to be honest with you, even France, you know, there's a lot of niggle, but it hasn't got mental yet. But they've clearly lost the game, and then, <laughs> and then this, and then Martin Bayfield gets kicked in the face
0: so gregoire la scuba great name yes yeah the, the french prop then stands on mountain bayfield's head in a rook and yeah. i mean really fucking stands on it yes yeah, quite a few probably, times
1: he, he goes right in there um <laughs> what i mean what
0: did he expect
1: when you literally turn your rugby shirt into an aussie rules jersey As oh, the scuba i'll had.
0: tell you what yeah th- if you want a perfect picture of early 90s fucking forwards in rugby, have stuff. a look at Gregoire Scuba walking off. It's fucking <laughs> he's cut the sleeves off his shirt. Yeah. And bear in mind this is the France the shirt that has the kind of three the trickle stripes All going the underneath stripes. the armpits yeah. and down the and arms, And down the arms, yeah. So he's cut it off so it on the trickle stripes. he's got his sleeveless top <laughs> with trickle or well, well, like trim on the, the sleeve. Yeah, he's basically, basically.
1: wearing a trickle wife beater <laughs> and it's which ironically is the one of the other his teammates that day and he walks but, off with tiny um,
0: shorts on of this sleeveless I, coat, yeah. jacket God, it's a, a he
1: jacket looks like shirt. either wants to be in a biker gang or he's an absolute psychopath or both and yeah I mean of course he's going to get sent off for stamping on someone's face
0: so off he went now Moscato we've, we've already mentioned
1: can I just say I love in the commentary of that how unbelievably calm and unoutraged the commentator is. Like there's not a hint of excitement yeah. as he's watching the replay of Bayfield getting studded in the face. It's just like, he's just like, Oh, well, you know, of course quite right too. Yes. As if that's just the most normal thing. Yeah. And it happens all the time.
0: <laughs> imagine that nowadays. Oh, imagine how many replays there'd be within seconds of it on Twitter. Twitter. Yeah. Um, Again, there are many times you look back where you think, "Imagine if fucking Twitter would have existed then." Oh, fucking! Like, you know,
1: hell, this whole game would just be on Twitter, just condensed <laughs> into six seconds and yeah. shit. I was
0: um, So things are going bad. Then, so then Vanson Moscato, we've already mentioned. I mean, he was. I mean, Moscato was basically a psycho. Yeah. As we've already mentioned boxer. from his previous quote, around people say it was violence, but it's not. It's just hardness.
1: He was a professional. Was he a semi-professional or a professional boxer on the side? I mean,
0: he was double fucking hard. Let's make no yeah. mistake about it. <laughs> and a psycho to go with it. Yeah. He nut, He nuts Jeff Probin. Who's got their yeah. number in the in the scrum as he did with so many of them. He nuts Jeff Probin. <laughs> the ref tells him off. Yeah. At which point Probin <laughs> winks at him, and Moscato <laughs> is so filled with rage, literally tears are rolling down his face. Because he can't keep it in, and so he immediately nuts probing again.
1: Yeah, huh? and then obviously gets sent. <laughs> and off. Obviously
0: off he goes. Then yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so um, Moscato's yeah. off,
1: and it's all not that done. wasn't that should have been that that shouldn't have been the end of it either. Because you know we're about sixty minutes into the game by now, yeah. and for the last twenty minutes, England are basically going. Ooh. <laughs> Don't like this. Like, they score another try, but mainly for the last, you know, 10 or 15 minutes of the match, they are just trying not to get literally killed by someone, whether it's from the crowd or from the (laughs) French team because all fucking chill has gone.
0: The last five minutes, it was like flying double knee drops in every rock and everything. elbow
1: drops, fucking punches everywhere, eye gouges everywhere, fucking at least two other French players should have got sent off. Jim Bear should have got sent off 100% for gouging after the whistle. (laughs) Um, It's just...
0: And despite some of the most disgraceful foul play, which didn't, not all of it got... Pinged by the yeah. ref for France, he still had to have a kind of security escort taking him off at the end. Yeah,
1: it's it's a remarkable game, uh, and I mean, the, the, all the more remarkable for the fact that England won 31 one thirty one thirteen in the end.
0: Against thirteen like, oh. men, though, come on.
1: Yeah, but they were they were home and hosed, you know, long before all the shit kicked off. But it's just like yeah. I mean, it's a remarkable...
0: Your point why John Webb's a good one, I think. If we we're ever to do a massively underrated again, he's definitely a good show. Oh, yeah. Because he, he's, he's really got this like, rosy cheeks and this surgeon and a bit looks a bit willowy. Everyone just kind of thinks... But he was really fucking good in this game, and generally, actually. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so... Yeah.
1: Apparently, there was a uh, there was a global TV audience of 50 million for this game, apparently. Good Lord. Across France and... Was everyone <laughs> and
0: self-isolating? <laughs>
1: I don't know you might have felt like it after watching it if you were French Jesus so what's um, the
0: what's the aftermath of it all then
1: uh Keep said uh after the game that uh our team has lost more than a match it has lost everything honour
0: <laughs> included which I mean yes another thermonuclear take by the French <laughs> um England win the Grand Slam this year of course Ireland finished bottom sorry Irish listeners not a good year for you oh. zero points um each side blamed each other for all the violence. Obviously, obviously, Um Cuevas and Moscato were given 28-week bans, but neither of them played for France ever again.
1: Neither did Jim Bear.
0: Neither did Jim Bear. Moscato returned to his boxing career, as you mentioned, and also had a had a career as a successful actor. <laughs> Have
1: you seen photos of him recently? I haven't. No, it's like he. I mean, he looks. Absolutely, he absolutely still looks like I would not fucking well, no, go anywhere near him. He looks, oh god, yeah, Woof. he looks like an elderly psychopath, yeah, which absolutely fits to be an fair. An
0: aging mob enforcer,
1: yes, but uh, yeah, he was in some films with uh, Gerard Depardieu and Jean Reno.
0: you know. What, what do you want? Or you know, that'd be
1: very. I can't speak to this, but I'd be very surprised if he didn't play a lot of sort of hard men. Like I think that's probably ent- a safe ent- bet. Ent- yeah. Uh He was also on uh, France's equivalent of Dancing with the Stars or Strictly Come Dancing, so, which actually. I would absolutely love to see.
0: Speaking of ageing aged rugby players who still look double hard, Rafael Ibanez still looks like he'd fucking give you oh, yeah. a right good oh, seat yeah. to. But he's been he's sent out for the interviews because he speaks good English. Probably better English than Sean Edwards. And um yeah, he looks he looks in seriously good, Nick. So Moscato returned to boxes already said. However, he, he appears to remain fuming about it. Because he says yes, of yeah. England, they broke my career and I will never forgive them.
1: <laughs> so um, he's
0: taking that well. Uh yeah,
1: Vincent Moscato, uh Most recently, in 2008, maybe not most recently, but in 2008, uh, starred alongside uh, Gerard Depardieu in the film *Asterix* at the Olympic Games.
0: I mean, that sounds like uh, an absolute belter, premium when, A-star fair, doesn't it? Yeah.
1: When he played uh, a goth, which uh, I'm, <laughs> I think we're talking visigoth, not you know, <laughs> long
0: black oh my hair, gosh, he's into cutting S- off, *Sisters of Mercy* t-shirt. <laughs>
1: Uh, yeah uh, the film features real life cameos by sports stars including Michael Schumacher Zinedine Zidane Tony Parker and Amelie Moresmo. <laughs> what
0: the fuck Brilliant. Oh, what a... Gerard Depardieu is he still alive yeah uh yeah didn't he like piss in a bottle on
1: a plane a couple of years ago
0: yeah, well, I think that was standard fare for a while wasn't it but he's uh... it was yeah but someone obscures my view of you really who Gerard Depardieu <laughs> You get that reference Uh, right to me.
1: Oh no, that's a shame he's got a bit he's gone a bit of tree. Oh has he oh
0: oh dear. Uh, Dear me. So there you go, ladies and gentlemen. That was a little yeah. bit. of... Oh, one one more thing. Oh, that on. I, I
1: I I went down as I was watching this match on YouTube, and you know what it's like when you oh, get yeah. the sort of related. Uh,
0: well, this is our stuff. lives now to the end of the season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Going down YouTube rabbit holes <laughs> for old rugby is all we have now. So. Yeah.
1: And one of the one of the recommended videos on the side was the video of what of a. a, a a ripping of what I can only assume is one of those sort of horrendous petrol station compilation videos called uh, Pitbull's Punch-Ups from 1998, uh, wherein Brian Moore wearing a shirt with an absolutely enormous collar and sporting a very ill-advised goatee basically sits in the bar of a sports cafe. Remember those? Um, God. Making sardonic comments about legendary rugby fights, basically whole thing's on there somehow it's 44 minutes long and uh yeah it's it's just the most it's about the most 90s thing i've ever seen sort of brian moore shot from that sort of like really weird obtuse 90s documentary angle where he's sort of sitting at a table but they shoot it as if they sat on their knees at his feet and then he's sort of sitting there stroking his ill-advised goatee Talking about punching people,
0: like Danny Baker's it's, own goals and gaffes, all it's that stuff.
1: exactly like that. Yeah, I, I got I got to that. Via what was a the Nicky Skinner call?
0: one? The uh, big
1: hits uh, one? Um, greatest hits and dirty bits with, uh... with Mick Skinner.
0: Well, it was Mick Skinner's production company that did the which did the first Lions Living with Lions in ninety seven. Yeah, it was. Um, and one thing, guys, if you get an original version of VHS of that, the the most hilarious thing is, is that all the all the apostrophes are wrong. So, like the fixture, like you know, the the interstitial thing about lions versus whoever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's apostrophes in them.
1: Oh my god! That's the original I VHS. Mean, that, that...
0: Somebody who's got that, please confirm that for me because it is absolutely true in my mind. I mean, so,
1: for somebody who's who's job involves a lot of putting apostrophes in the right places I mean that would bother the living fuck out of me Yeah.
0: And not, but you know nothing frustrates you more apostrophes are difficult aren't they? No, no they're not difficult they're not difficult at all they're really and easy, there's rules and everything it's not
1: a problem. Apostrophes are in fact the easiest of all the punctuations if you're going to be semicolons, fucking harder than a coffin nail, get it but
0: <laughs> yes and superfluous let's be honest not necessarily don't need them never use them right Uh, so so there you go so again enjoy yourselves looking at all these desperate 90s uh, documentaries on there because as I said that's all we've got left we'll be reviewing them by the end of March so don't worry about
1: it yeah send your suggestions in for best awful petrol station compilation videos on YouTube that we should review and we'll watch them
0: Let's talk shit good ratings, shall we? Because I've asked people to send in whatever the fuck they've got. Doesn't matter. <laughs> send it in.
1: Sure. Why not?
0: Di Perk gets in touch. Our friend from Boston. Hello, Di. Uh-huh. He says, shit is clearly the world right now. But if you want a tiny piece of good, it was the Chiefs versus the Hurricanes in Super Rugby. A match played probably only hours before the competition was suspended. Joyous play. High drama. So much talent. Be well, my friend. He says, you be well as well, Di. Be careful, Indeed. in that. All, their, in, of, all in, of you,
1: fucking be well. All frankly. of you, be well.
0: Don't go, don't go crazy now.
1: Yeah, stay at home.
0: What else have we got? In shit, good. Tom Dare gets in touch. I'm not doing these in any particular order. He says, "Good, Newcastle Falcons, 71 points to a possible 75. Even without global pandemics, the chances of anyone else breaking into the top flight are more remote than Eddie Jones winning the awards for referee's favourite coach. Indeed." As he makes a point here, Tom, he says, de facto ring fencing is already in place. I think, yeah, I agree. We had a similar discussion, didn't we, that really, it is ring fenced to 11 teams anyway. Yeah, it's totally... It's only, it's only perm one, isn't it? You know.
1: Yeah, yeah, but people are sort of dangling the spectre of X having come into it, you know, fucking years ago now, as a reason why we yeah, should still need to have it.
0: proves a rule, yeah.
1: Yeah, Whereas, actually, it's just the exception. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Andy in Brum gets in touch. He said, shit is that I can't find my special edition of a special edition copy of John Woo's Hard Boiled, and it's not available to stream anywhere. How is someone supposed to self-isolate under these conditions? I'm feeling your pain, Andy, in that, mm-hmm. well, one, because he doesn't like a bit of jump? He doesn't like to see people jumping sideways in slow motion firing two pistols? Absolutely. And But I had a similar situation. I like... Because I'm I've, I'm always an, I'm an old man deep down. I love a bit of dances with wolves, right? The four hour, <laughs> the four hour Who fucking doesn't? proper version, right?
1: Got time to watch it now. Don't forget.
0: Yeah, I don't have a DVD player anymore.
1: See, so, I've got this problem.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I've got that problem. It's not available to stream anywhere.
1: There it is. There it is. Right. Yeah.
0: But that's not a problem because I've got some hooky Plex thing.
1: Oh yeah, I got that. Yeah,
0: yeah. So I thought, oh, found on there, brilliant. What happens then when you start watching it? Dance with Wolves has got this single problem that other, other other ones don't have. For the first 40 minutes, it's fine. And then mm. round about minute 40 to minute 45, you start going, oh, for fuck's sake. Why would that be, do you think?
1: I, I mean, please, please tell me.
0: It's because that's when the Indians come in it and the subtitles are required. Uh. There's no subtitles on Hockey Streaming. You've then got uh. to go search for the subtitles. <laughs> you find some that are working and they're never in sync. You've got to somehow yeah. keep pausing it, and then and it's really complicated to work out if you've got to go backwards or forwards with your timing, trying to get subtitles <laughs> to line up. So in the end, I end up watching fucking Ken Burns' baseball again. Speaking of which, oh, why not? if you are fucking self-isolating, at least three months can be taken up with every Ken Burns documentary <laughs> ever made. So I'm why are rest. you moaning? Why are you moaning?
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah. Let's be honest, we're all going to watch a lot of fucking telly over the next I couple mean, of months. I mean, thank fuck for
0: fucking streaming box sets, man.
1: Oh my god. Can you you could imagine be doing this, this in
0: 1985. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Can you imagine,
1: you know, if this had happened before Netflix and before Amazon Prime and before Disney Plus and before all of this, you know?
0: Are you taking fuck the me. Disney Plus plunge, plunge, Josh, for the £49 I mean, pound introductory offer? Well, yeah, I am,
1: because, you know. I'm going to be basically housebound for the next six weeks, and I feel like I could watch every single fucking episode of The Simpsons if I needed to.
0: I'm assuming the reason why the latest Star Wars film hasn't come out to buy on Sky and shit is because they're holding it back for the Disney Plus launch. Yeah! Thing. Did you see it, by the way? I didn't. I didn't get around to it. Uh,
1: I was unbelievably underwhelmed. Um, so and was everybody. really but. didn't enjoy it.
0: You know, when <laughs> That's you, not when, true. When you I missed... enjoyed
1: it, but I... I could have punched so many holes in it, there'd have been nothing left.
0: When you reflect on Star Wars, right? Yeah. One version to put it is, is that there's been two, maybe three decent films out of
1: nine. nine. now. Yeah, definitely a, there's definitely an issue there that the more that they've made, the more they've quite heavily diluted that quality. Hmm. And even if you ignore the prequels and pretend they don't exist,
0: I'd say that they've...
1: Yeah, Yeah, I'd say, you know, it's still barely batting 500, you know.
0: (laughs) 500 is a good batting average.
1: It is, but not if, you know. A very good batting average. Making making films is not like hitting a baseball. (laughs) (laughs) In a lot of ways, a lot of ways.
0: Ted Williams batted 400 in one season, and and he's a ledge. He is. Legendary miserable as well. <laughs> anyway, I mean, I,
1: yeah, I could talk about baseball batland averages for quite some time, and we may get there, but we may not get there. Let's, call, be honest, let's yeah. not pop up call too early with that.
0: I, I used, I was in a meeting in work. I'm not going to lie. I used Vorp as an example of something that we need nice. to apply nice. or, or nice. war, and you could see my director, her face like was have you gone insane as I started saying, "There's a there's, there's statistic in baseball, right, called Vorp." <laughs> And then I made it made sense in the end, honestly. Of course you do, yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, so what we got here? Linda Mason gets in touch. She said, "Shit is booking to go on the trip of a lifetime to that to South Africa with Leinster Rugby on Thursday." Mm.
1: Oh no. Rich There's gets. There's going to be a th- lot of these. There's going to be a lot of these stories over the next couple of months, isn't there?
0: Hal Carr Rich gets in touch. He says, "Good is the darts in Liverpool last week. My last night out. Stroke live sports for the foreseeable future. Darts, darts, darts." <laughs> darts. I mean darts is magnificent.
1: Is it sport though?
0: Yes. Okay. If archery is sport, darts is sport.
1: <laughs> a mate of mine's got a mate of a mate of mine's got a sort of theory that any sport any anything where you don't have to change your shoes is not no, sport. I'm not
0: that. I don't believe I think there are certain things that people don't even argue about being sport is sport that I don't think they are. Diving isn't sport. <laughs>
1: It's falling with style. No, no, it's because
0: it's got artistic merit in it. Anything that has artistic merit in it is not a sport, in my view. I'm not saying they're not incredibly talented people, but it's not a sport. Ice dancing, not a sport. Yeah. I see what you mean there,
1: because it's not like you're really competing in a... Yeah, you're competing to be the most aesthetically beautiful
0: if diving thing. was about how much volume of water you could displace from the pool, then it would be a sport. <laughs> if it was about who could dive for the highest height, then it yeah, would be yeah, a sport. Yeah, yeah,
1: I'm starting to... Fuck me, I'm starting to come on board here.
0: See? you your pearls yeah. here, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah.
1: Uh-huh. I mean, I still don't think darts is a sport. Well, it, it is because it's a fun.
0: score-based format. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. know. I mean, you fall down this? Because technically, by, this, by my theory... Dominoes is a sport, but you know.
1: Yeah, exactly. All of these theories have fucking holes in them that you can drive a bus through. There, let's be honest.
0: Yeah, and yeah. Moving on, uh, Amu says, "Shit, I've rewatched every Champions Cup final since 2014, and they are surprisingly boring." <laughs> Mate, Champions Cup finals yeah.
1: are almost always shit.
0: Apart from the exception that proves the rule.
1: Yeah, there's a, a community Cup really fucking good. Yeah, there's been a couple of really fucking good ones, 2011 being, yeah, the obvious exception, but by and large, they are fucking ball fests.
0: Uh, Johnny McGinty gets in touch says, good was the bar in Edinburgh that blowtorched the chocolate powder on top of our white Russians on Saturdays, oh, so, it went, so it went all crispy. Oh, lovely. Game changer. I can honestly say, I've never drank a white Russian in my life. I never felt the need to.
1: Um, My, weirdly, really, my, my friends from home, who are, I I, I should mention, from <laughs> Uh I've got well into white Russians, and honestly, it's fucking horrible stuff.
0: Have they tried them with oh, crispy uh, chocolate? I'm
1: sure I, I mean, I'll, I'll mention it next time. That but they're... I don't
0: want any kind of chocolate in me booze, crispy or otherwise. No, leave
1: chocolate to chocolate. That's my...
0: When I was at uni, they used to have these weird giveaways sometimes, they'd give you a free twirl when you bought two bottles of light lager. I remember going, I don't want chocolate with lager. Who wants chocolate? a chocolate bar with lager?
1: I don't want a a flake in this. I mean, that's
0: that's, that's what they are doing, effectively, isn't it? Yeah. (laughs) Very strange. Um, Owen Glandoo gets a He says, shit is Joe Marler. The stupidity of the offence has been completely overshadowed by the amount of fucking whinging that's still going on from ex-pros and players. I'm looking at you, Mike Brown. They can all, and I can't stress it enough, fuck off. Do you know... I mean, who, who looks at something and goes, you know whose take I really want on this? Mike Brown. Mike Brown. <laughs> Phone Mike Brown. Mike Brown's
1: Brown, Daily Mail columnist.
0: <laughs> Terrible
1: <Absolutely>. stuff.
0: <laughs> Reese not gets a in touch. Made in heaven. He's asking yes. a question. Oh, come on, Reese. Oh, God. He says, it's not shit good. It's more of a topic. Well, it's a topic, I Oh, God. Which we'll you may feel you've already again. done to death. Probably. But I'd be interested to know how long you think Eddie Jones will be doing the England job. Obviously, he says not a lot not. of nonsense, but the I hate coaching thing seems bizarre, even for him. I come back to the point we made last time. I think he's saying things like I hate coaching because he's bored, yeah. which makes me think he's not going to last much longer.
1: I agree. I think he's probably going to...
0: He might say this is a perfect opportunity to sod off, basically.
1: Yeah. Well, basically, by the time rugby starts again, his England contract might be nearly over
0: that's assuming he can get to Australia <clears throat> which of course he, he probably can't yeah
1: he might be stuck here he might have to take over at the Ospreys or something you know just to, to earn a coin
0: Gareth Williams gets in touch he says shit is my three year old daughter falling off a step in school mashing her face on tarmac and failing the HIA protocol oh Gareth Out. man I hope she's okay and fully recovered <laughs> He said, however, the good is the shithousery of her one year old sister poking her cut lip at every opportunity nice. she could get. Nice. I like it. She should play for France <laughs> in 1992, that one year old. <laughs> <laughs> James gets it to it. He says, Shit is the RFU advice on coronavirus. All your other home, home nations showing strong leadership, but the biggest union showing none. I'm not, I don't know what this is referring to specifically. I think they've now cancelled all community rugby, haven't they? They have. Yeah, they have. Is that what we're referring as, to? As
1: with most, as with. Almost everything, somebody fucking wanted to keep it going until the very fucking end. And then eventually they were like, no. Let's that's, that's just fall in line with literally everybody else.
0: Uh, 10ep is saying, shit is playing the Hangover or COVID-19 game for the first hour of every day. <laughs> Fair dues, <laughs> good point.
1: I, also, I would also like to throw in uh, playing the... Uh, have you got it because you're you know is it psychosomatic because you've done nothing but read news about people being ill all day Yeah. or are you ill which I've been having about once every two or three days well it's
0: not actually life threatening for most people (laughs) I think if you get it you'll fucking know about it yeah you're not going to feel great for a week so I don't think New. (laughs) Uh, right, then we've we'll got Neil Gregory gets in touch. He says, "Shit is the fact I've started watching recordings of last weekend's Super Rugby because it's all that I've got that's decent and available."
1: You know, I watched marble racing this morning.
0: Marble racing. Yeah, as in racing somebody... marbles, the glass. Yeah, basically, marble. somebody
1: gets. I mean, that is absolutely not a sport because it doesn't require <laughs> any skill, and there is no
0: scoring. Somebody basically
1: carves a course out of sand. And then puts a load of marbles behind a sort of horse racing style box, and then lets it go, and then the marbles right. fight for superiority down this course. Can we go back course. a step?
0: What's this on? It was on Twitter earlier. That's great. Oh, honestly, I've got to start on like watched... this BT Sport. I've oh, no, got to I mean, that point already. have no.
1: They? Give them a fortnight at least before they run out of fucking reruns and things up. Like but I was genuinely riveted because the lead changed hands about four times. And right at the end, somebody just came back from fourth place and steamed up around the outside and won. It was great.
0: I can guarantee it's probably more entertaining than fucking Formula One. So
1: yeah, 100 it is yeah, yeah.
0: The good thing about Sky though, if you got Sky, is that they'll just do endless reruns of Premier League years now, which is fucking blinding. <laughs> it has like all the music soundtrack of the year and everything. Oh, it's I glorious love it. from 1992 onwards. Great.
1: Why is that? Why are BT? Like well, I guess probably because they are they don't have the rights, but. BT should start making fucking Premiership years immediately. Surely. There's got to be some absolutely fucking blinding stuff. What else have all that sport production team
0: got to do? Yeah.
1: Just get Sunset and Vine doing nothing but making fucking Premier League years and Celtic League years and whatever the fuck. We need this now. Just please. (laughs) Please. We need
0: (laughs) sport. Speaking of Premier League years, it reminded me of Sale winning. Back in the day, and yeah. the a sale winner from back in the day is now on. Speaking of day, is now on fucking MasterChef. I started talking about MasterChef last week about our board friend with the Zip Up Polo.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah Anyway, yeah.
0: I then watched an episode the day after with my wife, mm-hmm. and Christian Day's on it. He retired from he's... Northampton last year and he's now works for the Players Union.
1: Yeah, he's your RPA guy, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. It's and the he's there weird... on
0: MasterChef like a giant fucking freak show. Compared to everybody else, I assumed
1: else. when he was on there, I genuinely assumed that it was like I saw that he was on there. I was like, "Oh, he must be a celebrity." Is he on like the regular human MasterChef? Mm.
0: Fair play. And to he's him. pretty good, very technical, very technical mm. cook. Massive though, but yeah, he was like fucking. We well, suck around. A rock. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, Fair so play. seems like a nice lad. Not as interesting as the yeah. baldy-headed man who didn't know how to do cook a crab. He was from the valleys. He was far more interesting. But.
1: Well, obviously. Oh fucking hell! I'm looking at some of his food. He's done a very nice
0: job. God, he is. That's what technical. pisses me off about MasterChef now is people who turn up and they're already doing like Instagram food, aren't they? I liked in the old days where they turned up and did like a fucking pork chop with sweet chili sauce <laughs> on it in the first round. And they went, "Oh, well, that's not, that's it's not raw. You're through." You know. That's
1: the that's the thing. You know, I've watched now eleven seasons of MasterChef Australia, right?
0: I can't uh, watch this. Is that which... everybody the standing in the fucking balcony screaming yeah, 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 at each other yeah, yeah. And heckling?
1: Oh, man. You're a I, fucking I, I can't.
0: What... You fucking <laughs> into what... shit.
1: That's what should have happened <laughs> instead of everyone being really positive and, like, really affirming. It should have be been properly
0: everything. Australian, like in the cricket, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but, the, like, from the,
1: like, season one, which was, you know, only about 10 years ago, to, like, the sort of thing that people are coming to with in auditions now, it's like, as you say, 10 years ago, they were coming with relatively nice looking food. And now people are turning up with fucking nitrogen and fucking <laughs> Sper- <laughs> foamed up things.
0: things. Yeah, <laughs> and
1: it's all fucking like it all looks like it's just stepped out of the fucking Tate Modern, and it's like that's that's literally food, like the internet versus food in a nutshell.
0: Hmm. Anyway, yeah. So that does matter. In. So where maybe were we? we?
1: Do a, maybe we should do a MasterChef Australia watch along <laughs> for one of these podcasts.
0: <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, please suggest the, the, the kind of thing you'd want us to watch and get fuming about, because believe it, there's plenty of capacity to do it. So. Oh yeah, oh yeah. What have we got here? Right then. So Sam Marsh gets in touch. He says, good is the Scotland under 20 team against Wales. Oh, did you see that scrum? Yeah, fucking all. So everyone went, and I said, "Look at the, look at this! What a fucking amazing group!" Everyone goes, "Oh well, you know, Wales popped up first. Scotland popped up first. That's not the fucking point. I'm not on about who pops up. Look at the fact that before the popping up, they drove them back for about three quarters of a mile. That's what I was drawing your attention to.
1: <laughs> Whether it was entirely legal or not, it was funny.
0: <laughs> it was funny. Um, Sarah suggests." Ninja's link. She says, maybe you should set an old game for us to watch every week and then review that. That is not I mean, a bad. Well, we've kind done of that, done that, haven't yeah. we? we should... So maybe what we should do, we could actually say, we're going to watch this game this week and we want you to send your thoughts in.
1: Yeah, let's do that. Let's find a game. Let's find it or if, if you find a game that's in full on YouTube or something like that,
0: mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. just fucking send it to us and then we'll share it with the world. And then uh, maybe we'll share it with our patrons on Patreon first so they maybe. can have first bite of the cherry. I mean,
0: you know, we're, we're busking this now, but yeah. yeah. Maybe we'll talk Absolutely about it on. off air. Yeah, what we're, what
1: we're yeah, easy <laughs> an idea. We'll, we'll plan we'll plan what we're going to do with this podcast next while you guys are not listening to it. Yeah, I appreciate that's probably it. a better th-
0: And we're trying to do some filler here, but we are an hour and a quarter in. We've not done bad for the week, <laughs> for week one. We've not done bad. And only talked <laughs> we- about rugby for probably about 20 minutes of it. Yeah. Because well, you see, other podcasts have done the whole what does this mean for the season. No, we're doing none of that. You Not fucking interested. know.
1: You yeah. fucking know what this means for the rest of the season. It's done, guys.
0: Uh, right, what have we got here? Aunt P says, shit is Jenny Eclairs Eclairs. And good agreed. is Louis through Shoe. Uh,
1: agreed, what, yeah. is,
0: What's this? What, what have I missed here? Uh, I no celebrity Bake Off, mate. Oh, Okay.
1: And Jenny Eclair was on there and made Eclairs, and nobody made a fucking joke about it. You and are it joking. Absolutely, absolutely drove me insane. Yet she's another reason there why this buns.
0: fucking century sucks.
1: Honestly, she's sitting there fucking icing her shoe buns, and nobody's made a single Eclair joke, and I was literally sitting in my living room losing my fucking mind <laughs> this, while my wife is looking at is me and going, what the fuck is wrong with this you? This
0: is one weekend of <laughs> isolation. Eclair! It's Josh's brain, yes. <laughs> So, yeah, okay, sir. we'll think about that. Thank you. Uh, where's the beef gets in touch and says, shit, is every idiot back home in NYC going out in bars and my sister who lives there is immunocompromised?
1: Yeah. Stop going out, guys.
0: Stop he says, good. The zero, zero, 000 series on Amazon is banging. Don't know that one. <laughs> I'll have to look that up.
1: I think we're basically, we're all going to have to start giving each other telly rep- recommendations. Are yeah. you watching Picard? Show. Fucking right, I am. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah loving it.
1: It's all right, yeah. A bit silly in places, Cousins. but you know. Of
0: course, yeah. And obviously, I even, James from Mad Men is the craziest. Oh, come fucking
1: on. Fucking awful. It's come fucking on, awful. It's fucking really not, bad. We've not got there
0: yet. We'd have to get at least self-isolated at least June before <laughs> you consider Enterprise.
1: I know, but I was just like, maybe it's not as bad as I remember it when it first got. I know it is. It's really. <laughs> He yeah, has got one. Of the if you want ones. to watch
0: Scott Bakula, you know what you should be watching.
1: I love. I think thing. I I enjoy Scott Bakula. Well, should there's you know. a
0: Quantum Leap on Plex somewhere? You can
1: watch on repeat. I'll tell you what. It's not. Just Quantum Leap is not on fucking Netflix or Amazon Prime.
0: But if you do find neither, it, if you do find you a copy, it doesn't life. need subtitles. So you would you will be onto a winner. <laughs> that's,
1: true, that's true. Oh no! Apparently, Quantum Leap season one is on Prime Video. Okay, Boom. so now there we there you know. Go. Easy.
0: Uh, Grant Taylor says good is four weeks off from the hot takes on the cock grabbing
1: (laughs) yeah I mean the worrying thing is I don't think we have got five weeks off that because people are just gonna keep talking about it because it's the last thing that anyone had to fucking talk about
0: he says though that shit is Saturday's piss up on the bus and Morley is now off I have no Uh. idea what I'm gonna do myself I think Grant's a Newcastle fan Morley is 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 in Leeds There's a picture. Saturday on a coach on the piss between Newcastle and Leeds. That's that's living all right. It is. It is. I think that's probably us. (laughs) Thank God I hear you all shout.
1: Look, we tried our best, didn't we? You know? We made the best of a a suboptimal situation and we will continue to do so.
0: We'll do our best. Hopefully, that wasn't too painful. If it's this painful this week, then I don't know what we're going to do from here on in. Sarah's <laughs> Imagine what we'd be like
1: though. by June.
0: Yeah. At
1: what point do we have to accept that the the season's not coming back and make a decision?
0: <laughs> Never. Well, I suppose we'd have to let the public decide. If you say, "Look, you yeah. lads, you've 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 run your course now. You should take a short yeah. break <laughs> until you've got something to talk about." Then we'll so we'll leave it up to you.
1: Yeah, indeed.
0: Cue the number of tweets I'm going to get now say now, please stop now. now. Please yes. stop
1: now, immediately. Why have you not already stopped?
0: Josh, thank you so anyway, much for everything you a, do and everything you've a, said.
1: A pleasure, as always.
0: We will speak to all of you uh, lot soon, unfortunately for you. Yeah. See you later, guys. Tada! now. Sports Social Podcast
1: Network.